When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk, and Cavan. We have amazing offers available across the new and pre-owned Renault, Dacia, and Opel range. And a car finance specialist on-site to arrange a finance package that suits your budget. Low APR and zero deposit packages available. See blackstonemotors.ie. Welcome to Late Lunch this Friday afternoon. If I ever hear of water rationing, I'll break up the shop, I promise you. 36 hours almost of rain now on this great little country of ours. Please, God, it will stop soon. I think we're okay tomorrow. It's back on Sunday, but I'm hearing next week the temperatures have to pick up, so that's good news. Welcome to the show this Friday afternoon. We have a particular Eurovision theme running through the show today. We're joined by Eurovision royalty a little bit later on. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Dr. Catherine Kelly is also with us. The link between water and good health. It's so interesting. Leon Blanche is here with a look ahead to the weekend in sport. And, of course, you're with us. And if you want to join in... Do remember the numbers 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me to the show 1850-715-958 if you'd like to call in. Now, I need not remind you that there have been many big days at Slane Castle, but dare I say, none more so than this weekend. You see, it's a significant birthday for the boss. He's on the line, Lord Henry Mount Charles. Happy birthday in advance. Thank you, Jerry. Welcome to the show. It's great to have you with us. Well, listen, f- straight to business here. People are, have been saying to me, it's not him. And I said, it is him. No, it's not him. It couldn't be him. He doesn't look the same. You know what I'm talking about? When this picture appeared of you sporting the long hair and the beard, have you still got it? I, I, I have indeed. I have yet to come out of what I call my sort of deep pandemic, <laughs> pandemic <laughs> mode. And having gone into total isolation for a year, like quite a few other people, I thought to hell with it. And it's been back to the 60s, or in my case, uh, back to the 70s, very early 70s, um, when, believe it or not, I did have hair that length, (laughs) and and indeed a beard at one stage, uh, when I was a student. Yes. I I think my... uh, father was aghast. <laughs> <laughs> I think all your fans are aghast as well. They said, oh my word, tell them, just tell them today, will you, you know, shorn the beard and trim the hair at some stage? Well, it's, un- it's, it's under debate, as they say. Okay. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's, it has some, um, it, uh, it, uh, I, dare I say it, I have had uh, some 
uh, well-chosen complimentary <laughs> yes. directed uh, towards me. And I, frankly, I thought, what the hell? And anyway, um, one couldn't get one's hair cut. No. So I thought, that, you know, that was the way it was going to be. And it kind of actually reflects slightly how I've been feeling mm. over the last year. Um, a streak of inner rebellion. Um, and one also has uh, reflected, as a lot of other people have done as well, over one's life and what one's priorities are and all sorts of stuff like that. Mm. Somehow <laughs> letting the hair grow and um, the beard grow and being generally unkempt. <laughs> <laughs> somehow reflected all of that. <laughs> Good on you, Henry. Anyway, I have to ask you this. As you enter your ninth decade, you have been through so much in your lifetime. But in recent years, in 2014, cancer came knocking on your door and it returned again. You've had two close brushes. Did you ever feel that you may not see this significant birthday? Absolutely, I did. And, I mean, that is to me, the greatest joy of all, uh, that I'm, I'm nearly there. <laughs> and so uh, Sunday will be um, a joyous uh, celebration in that sense, because I, I quite distinctly felt um, at moments um, over the last number of years I wouldn't make it. Um, but uh, thanks to um, God's science, um, very good care in St. James's Hospital uh, in Dublin and critically also Iona's um, uh, care at home. I mean, I'm due to have uh, an infusion um, uh, later today, which um, fortunately we can now do at home, which actually saves me going into hospital. Mm. So, um, and they, more importantly, they kept my spirits up. Um, because there have been dark moments um, and, and and scary moments, I will admit, too. Um, and, and, you know, life's a journey, and uh, uh, I couldn't have made it through the, this particular part of my life's journey without um, their assistance, support, and help. Yes. Um, and for that, I am deeply grateful. Yes, and you mentioned all of that in that lovely interview with Neve Horn in the Sunday Independent recently, and I was really touched by it. I, re I really was. I never realised that uh, the, the old uh, drink demons were a big part of your life for a time that you had to grab hold of, Henry. Well, um, absolutely I did. I mean, it all seems a bit old hat to me now, um, because it is so... Uh, well over a decade or so ago, but yes. And, um, you know, I, uh, as I said in, in, in the piece in the Sunday Independent, um, you know, I got hit very hard um, by the catastrophic fire in, in the castle. I, I used uh, alcohol to uh, heal my wounds, as it were. Uh, the unfortunate thing about it was that um, <laughs> I then discovered that the healing had ultimately been uh, destructive. And when you um, find yourself alone in a room surrounded by empty bottles, 
and you're the person that's consumed them, you realize very starkly that you have a problem. Mm. And I mean, my family had, had been telling me I, I, it was something I had to address. Uh, but ultimately, if you have a problem, um, it is you and, and you alone that has to put your hands up and uh, effectively surrender um, and seek help, um, which is what I did uh, in two different forms, actually. I, I did try rehab, and that worked for a while. Um, and, and, and then I, I went to AA, and, um, you know, that was my, my salvation. And um, I haven't had a, a, a you know, I, I sip whiskey for the taste, um, but no more than that. I, I wouldn't yes. have a drink now and in a long time. And actually, for ages, people didn't realize I, I wasn't drinking. Mm. And they just um, got well slaughtered in front of me and um, told me they're in a secret. Quite interesting. Yeah, (laughs) it becomes a different perspective indeed. I look at this year, 2021, and it is such a significant year for you and everybody involved with Slane. The Castle Fire you mentioned 30 years ago, 1991. The first Slane concert 40 years ago, 1981. This big birthday, you turned 70, let me tell the listeners, on Sunday, also this year. So many things coming together. And you mentioned reflecting, you know, the fire, the concerts, I think of 84 and the Dylan riots when they happened and you were only in its infancy with these wonderful concerts. Did you think at that time that the Dylan riots could have been the end of Slane? Um, what I will say is it was a very dark moment. I mean, I can still remember the morning of the Dylan show. Uh, I think we had a press conference in the drawing room at the castle. I had been up all night, and what people didn't realize was I was actually in the middle of the riot at one particular point in time because I I needed to see for myself what was happening. And the state of, you know, shock um, uh, about the whole thing. And then the day itself was a beautiful day. And I had to go down <laughs> backstage and meet Bob Dylan and I was like a goddamn zombie. And, you know, I can't actually remember what I said to him or what he said to me. Um, it was all totally weird because I was so utterly exhausted. Mm. And yes, after that, as um, we all know, there was uh, lots of um, uh, discussion and, 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 and heated discussion about whether there should ever be a show again. Mm. And um, I was just determined because the problems that arose at that concert could be corrected. And indeed, it proved um, that they were corrected. And the next year was, was, was of course, Bruce Springsteen, uh, which was a stunning success. Mm. And we have um, we've had concerts going on. But I did take a break in 1987 after David Bowie because I was worn out by it all and I needed to sort of kind of refresh myself and my thinking and 
just see where where to go. Mm. And and then Dennis and I got together again, and 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 and, and we had Guns and Roses. So it's been a it's been a bit of a roller coaster. Yes, it certainly has. But thank God it continued and will continue. Please God in the future. Ironically, you're seventy on Sunday. Bob Dylan is eighty on Monday. So yes, I do. <laughs> yes, he is. He's eighty on Monday, and we're actually going to be reflecting on it here on on the show on Monday. Coming back to the, the concerts, does anyone anyone in you've mentioned some names there more than others stick with you that you would say that was the greatest slain ever? Oh, God, that's such a tough question. Because, um, to me, all the concerts um, matter in, in different ways. Mm. I mean, um, let, me give, let me try and give you an example. I'm sure you probably understand that the U2 shows have a special uh, meaning to us um, because, uh, you know, I've known the band. I mean, Adam Clayton was actually here with me um, at, on Tuesday um, because we hadn't seen each other physically uh, for a year. I mean, we talked lots on the phone, but he came um, to see me, which was very, very special, if not emotional. So the you 2 shows have an emotion attached to them. Yes. Also, it is the only band that I've ever allowed do back-to-back. They were a week apart. Um, and also, those shows marked the end of um, the restoration of the castle, or the major restoration yes. of the castle. So for, uh, for Iona and, and, and myself, and indeed for the rest of the family, that was, you know... <laughs> I do remember we cried when they went on 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 stage, mm. and then uh, you've got uh, Bruce Springsteen's extraordinary yes. performance um, in 1985, which grabbed the public's imagination. And ironically, Adam Clayton actually is the guy uh, who um, got me first on to Springsteen. Mm. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> Back, back in the day, as they say. Yes, and you know, it's, it's probably an unfair question in a way, I understand that, but it's lovely to hear you mention you two and Springsteen and so many others as well. Henry, just stay there a moment. I have to take a short break uh, because I want to talk to you a little more and we have a special little song lined up just for you for your birthday. Just stay there a moment. I'm going to ask listeners, please God, there will be a Slane next year. Who would you like, folks, to headline Slane? Who would you like to see back at Slane? Or is there somebody new you'd like to see there? Here's your chance to say it to the man himself. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me. Or call in on 1850-715-958. Slane, 22. Who? Stay with us. Henry's going nowhere. Yes, it's happy birthday, Lord Henry, on late lunch this afternoon. Lord Henry Mount Charles is with me. Oh, Henry, I'm inundated with suggestions. Why did I mention that? Will I give you a feel for what they're saying? Yep. Okay, Coldplay. Oh, listen, Coldplay, I would love to see. Jerry, bring back the boss, Bruce, for sure. 
Fergal Mary has been on to wish you a very happy birthday. Lovely to hear you on the radio. Wishing you good health and would like you to bring the killers to Slane. What about an Oasis reunion, says another listener to us. Pink, says Angela, and happy birthday, Henry. Michael Black's on for Deep Purple. Now you're rocking for sure. And so on and so on they go. And are we getting warm there at all, Henry, or are we way off the mark? I can't possibly, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're so coy as always, I have to say. Look, time is going to beat us in a few moments, and we want to play a special request for you. When you reflect on this lifetime of yours, and what an eventful lifetime it's been, and we mentioned the fire, the restoration of the castle, the employment you've given to Slane and the surrounding area, the development of the whiskey and the distillery there, the concerts, your life in politics, and so much more besides. When you reflect now, you've had a a, a really full life. What's the greatest? Well, what's been the greatest for Henry Manchales, the the moment that you say, I'm so proud of? My grandchildren. Ah, Henry. I mean that. Lovely. When you get older, and I, and I, and I, I, I have a little tribe developing, and, you know, um, for example, my eldest daughter is in the UK, and she sent me photographs of um, her daughter uh, last night um, playing inside the house with a goat. <laughs> <laughs> and it just made me laugh so much. I, 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 you know, that brings me enormous pleasure. And the other interesting thing, you make, you make um, reference to politics. And I write a column in the mirror, and quite often some of the subject matter, I'm thinking about things like climate change, for example, and thinking about my grandchildren orientates my thinking. And so, you know, that's a very special um, part of life. But also, on my birthday... Uh, Iona and I will be together, and we have somehow managed it through thick and thin. And we're here um, uh, by the banks of the Boyne in very beautiful and tranquil surroundings. And that gives me um, a kick. And that has been, in fact, part of what has kept us sane over the last year or so. Um, And I'm just happy to be alive. And I'll tell you one thing that I do think, I don't know whether anybody else has noticed it, but to me, the bird song at the moment seems just more intense Mm. and more joyful than I ever really remember it. And I was talking to a friend of mine who lives near, near Trim, and I was saying, do you think I'm bonkers? And he says, no, no. You're right. I, I I hear exactly the same thing, and I don't know whether it's less aeroplanes in the sky. I don't know what it is. Yes, but the birds are singing. <laughs> they are, and they're beautiful. You know. Let me just read some more. There's loads of good wishes coming in for you today, and I couldn't possibly read them all. Here's a lovely one from Jerry McCullough. She says. Uh, Jerry, would you please wish Lord Henry a very happy birthday? It's so great to hear him. And I want to tell him a little story. We got a kitten in 1981 when the awful fire happened at the castle and we called him Henry. We've always followed Lord Henry and his story. We loved his book and we want to wish him and his family a happy, happy weekend. Isn't that just lovely? And I have more. That is lovely. And and, and will you uh, thank her 
And I remember her because she's written to me. Ah, there you go. The power of the pen, isn't it marvellous? And look, at there's loads more there. Uh, ACDC is there. Uh, Coldplay coming up a lot again. Oh, my word. They even mentioned Nathan Carter. <coughs> um, Rod Stewart is there, that's for sure as well. There's an oldie and a goldie. But look, Henry, in finishing today, I am so grateful to you for always being available to me here on Late Lunch. You've been fantastic always over the years. So amenable to us. And you know, when you answered me there, with your grandchildren. I became emotional myself because I have grandchildren myself and I know exactly what you're talking about. Despite everything in life, that is what it's about. Our family, our children and our grandchildren. It really is. May I wish you the happiest of happiest birthdays and long life and health. Thank you, Jerry. (laughs) Henry, it's great to touch base with you. Have a lovely weekend. And we want to dedicate this one to you. You are the king of rock for sure. And here it is, Queen and Henry has rocked us for years. Happy birthday, Henry. Thank you. Yes, Queen, and we will rock you, especially for Lord Henry Mount Charles, who's celebrating his 70th birthday on Sunday. My word, there's a groundswell for Coldplay. Willie Smith wants Coldplay for sure. So does Jackie Weldon in Slane, but she'd settle for the boss as well, Bruce Springsteen. Uh, what's wrong with Nathan Carter, Jerry? What are you on about? He'd bring a sensible crowd to Slane. <laughs> if you see Nathan Carter at Slane, it's all over. I can tell you that for sure today. I must, actually, I think I'm going to go with Coldplay for my artist of the week next week. I will, I'll, I'll do that next week for you. Jerry, I was at the first Slane concert. So was I. Lorraine. Uh, I remember Thin Lizzy introducing a young and upcoming Irish band called U2. What a brilliant day. It was marvellous. That's Lorraine McKeown there onto us. Keep the messages coming. 086-1800-658 WhatsApp or text me to the show. I know, I know, I have it for you now. I didn't forget. It's your riddle on Friday on Late Lunch. Here we go. Listen carefully. I will say it only once. What is seen in the middle of March and April that can't be seen at the beginning or end of either month? I'll say it twice. Go on, here's your riddle again. What is seen in the middle of March and April that can't be seen at the beginning or end of either month? Answers, please, to 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me your answers. I have nothing against Nathan Carter. I play him here on the show. I love Wagon Wheel and everything about him. But come on, cop yourselves on. He wouldn't be an act for slaying. We were talking to Lord Henry Charles just before two there. Would he? No, he wouldn't. Garth Brooks for slain, says Catherine. Don't think so either, to be honest with you. Wouldn't fit with what the thing is out there, would they? I don't think so anyway. That's my opinion. Take it or leave it. Now we are moving on on the show and I will say I am going to have a chat now with a man who joined me here in studio. I've spoken to in the past. I regard him as royalty when it comes to Eurovision. Yes, he's a Eurovision winner. Of course he is. Charlie McGettigan, it's been too long. Jerry, get up off your knees now. You don't have to bow. You know, I, I, I'm only, you know, you're one of my friends. You don't have to bow anymore. Other people have to, of course. How are you? I'm good, and I'm delighted to catch up with you today in the show. Were you watching Tuesday and Thursday? I certainly was. 
And, and I have to say, you know, I enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, it it's, it's amazing this year. When you consider, you know, with COVID-19 and all the restrictions, etc., they've managed to put together a fantastic visual feast and some great audio feasts as well, some great songs in there. Uh, there was one particularly stuck in my mind uh, from Greece uh, last night, yes. a song called Last Dance, really, really good one, and a real soul one that almost sounds like like Al Green from Portugal called Love is on My Side, a really clever one. Mm. Uh, and it's, it's, um, it, the word is o- O-M-A-G-A, and it goes, oh, my God, oh, my God. Mm. But what they're actually saying, it, it, it's a kind of a play on, oh, my God, oh, my God. It's actually, oh, my God. Yes. is the name of the song but it's it's a play on the other you'll hear women at parties and stuff like that and men oh my god oh my god that's wonderful you know, yes. that kind of stuff but that's what the play is on so it's been a it's been a you know it's a bit sad that that leslie um didn't do better mm. i think um her presentation not not so much her personally but the actual visual presentation paled almost into insignificance compared to the rest of the of the great you know yes. visual feasts that they were there mm. you know um and you know uh, it's just one of those things we we have to go back to the drawing board again yes yes i think we will yeah i agree with you charlie i was pleasantly surprised watching it myself right through uh, tuesday and yesterday i loved moldova sugar last night maybe it was because of the singer i don't know but serbia loco loco is like a spe- sped up macarena type of thing the three girls yes. by god yes. they delivered some performance but you know i think there could be a winner from tuesday because lithuania who opened it in the yellow if you remember with disco what a tech, fabulous Fabulous opening song. Brilliant. Israel yeah. have a great song, Set Me Free. I have to say it's a really good song. A little girl singing it there. And you know one that gets me, Charlie? And maybe it's, I, I don't know, the Azerbaijan song, Matahari. It's a, Matahari, yeah. Clever a, little hook to it. Clever little yeah. hook to it as well. Could yeah, you pick yeah. a winner? Could you pick a winner from... Well, of the ones I've seen, and, I've, you know, you tend to get confused between the song and the singer. I thought the, uh, the, the singer from Malta, yeah, uh, very big, very yes. big girl. Yes, uh, only eighteen. But yeah. her voice, Destiny, mm. was her song. I liked that a lot. A lot. Um, I liked. I liked. Do you know what I liked? I liked the one, the Icelandic one. Yes, quirky little one. Mm. You know, colorful. They couldn't be there. And if you notice on there, when they were, they were picturing them there. Two people were carbon cardboard cutters. Yes. The two people that got COVID nineteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but no, I, I just, I, I enjoyed it. Now the last, the last Thursday, and, and my wife, uh, I have to say, is better, way better than me. She picked eight out of the out of the ten that survived on Tuesday, great, and seven out of the ten that survived last night. So wonderful. Um, she's doing great. She, she should be engaged as a consultant. For the Irish <laughs> delegation. Yes, please, please do that. But look at Charlie. It's been a long time. You were the second last of our great streak of winners there. We did three in a row, of course, but uh, winning seven altogether, 70, 80, 87, then 92, 93, you were 94 and 96. It's been a long, long time. And I know in the intervening, there were some songs won it and then the block voting of countries in a way turned people a bit from it. Then when we sent Dustin, you know what I'm talking about, Charlie? It's just, I, I, I don't know. And what- yet... They showed Dustin last night in, yeah. the, in the little interval spot. You know, I think people exaggerate a little bit too much about Dustin. Yeah. And remember this, 
uh, it was the Irish people that chose Dustin. That's right. It, yeah. was on, mm. it was on phone calls. And see, Dustin was a very popular, very popular television personality at the time. So yeah. I'd say every child in the country voted for him, you know? Yes, yes. Uh, um, so I think that's the, the reason Dustin was there. But Charlie, was, I, I have to say to you, I wouldn't pay, place much faith in Irish people's choice when you look at times what, um, what's uh, in Dáil Éireann and other places besides. But anyway, that's oh, a story well, for another day. Um, you know, but they, 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 they picked us, didn't they? <laughs> Well, listen, listen, now, hold on a minute. That was a great Irish pick, I have to say. And look, I'm only being facetious saying that. I only have a bit of it. But look, Charlie, when we think about you and Paul in 1994, home venue as well here in Ireland, winning the contest with, in my opinion, one of the greatest Eurovision songs and winners of all time. And it was proven, wasn't it, on the 50th anniversary. They went mad for you again. Well, the funny thing about it is it's it's almost become anthemic at this stage. You know, mm. it's sung at football matches, it's yeah. sung, you know, at weddings and, you know, um, and Paul and myself, we get together every so often. And, uh, you know, we, we, we as a matter of fact, just talking to Paul, to Paul yesterday, we're planning a tour uh, for late, from, from September till Christmas mm. in 2021, 2022, next yes. year. Yeah. Um, um, imagine it's going to be that, the, the promoter that we were talking to, about it was telling us that theatres don't expect to be back to full capacity till possibly next Easter which is scary mm. you know mm. so if you've got a big a big theatre like the Helix or whatever um, or even the, the the one that you have there beside you what is Tommy Leddy's the CLT Tommy yes, yes yeah I mean uh, it, it, to hire those those theatre spaces is very expensive and I can understand that they have to pay staff and insurance etc yep. etc et so I mean somebody said that the Helix would only be allowed to have 200 people in there mm. you know mm. and that wouldn't even pay the rent no. do you know what I'm saying yes. so we're looking forward to, we're, we're, we're giving ourselves lots of leeway um, so it definitely we're, we're looking forward to doing about 20-30 dates in um, late September right up to Christmas yeah, it's and been... it's always a joy to work with Paul I don't know whether you've ever seen us together but Paul, it's, it's a sort of a, it's a night of songs and stories yeah. you know because Paul has some great stories I have some great stories to, t- to tell so it's that kind of a night we're almost the make and fancy of the <laughs> modern age <laughs> well hey you're talking about legends is there and of course you're uh, in that pantheon along with them at this stage it has been the weirdest of years and what have you been doing yourself to tip along well i've been you know something doing chatting to people like you on zoom doing a lot of zoom concerts you know for all kinds of organizations and the number of people that ask to the latest thing now is they don't ask for your autograph anymore they ask you to send send them a message on their birthday or a message on their wedding day or whatever it is and you know you do them on zoom send them off to them and that has kept me quite busy i've been i've nearly finished a memoir which i which um i'm up to about 60 60 65,000 words at this stage hoping to get that out before christmas uh, writing songs, um, recording, you know, I have a little space here that I record myself. And I, I did a series of, of, of recordings. If you go to my, to my YouTube page, you'll find there all kinds of songs written, kind of humorous songs about the pandemic and the way it was affecting us at different times. Um, so one song called The Isolation Blues, another one called After the Pandemic, and th- those kind of songs. So, you know, I, I have to say, and I was talking to Paul yesterday, and we were, we were both very busy. Paul does a fantastic thing on News Talk. Should I be mentioning another? Yeah, no, you're all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. He does a thing called the lyrics, the thing where he has he has he takes a, a well-known song and analyzes the lyric and the, the history of the song. So he's been busy doing that on Pat Kenny's program um, 
he has, I think he's done 64 of songs at this stage. Great. So, so we're all, you know, and, and thankfully, if I hadn't got the music, I definitely would be looking for a high building to jump off, you know, there's no <laughs> oh. doubt about it. Oh, Charlie, no, 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 come on now, put that aside. Never, never do that. You're one of our national treasures. And there's another great music man has just messaged me to say hello to you. One and the one and only Paddy Goodwin has been on to me to say, wish Charlie all the best and say hello to But you to know, I, I, I don't know whether I have time to tell you, but Go on. I, I met Paddy... I met Paddy Goodwin for the first time in Mullingar. I had a guitar for sale. And you've got to tell Paddy's wife to turn off here uh, because I want to tell her, tell a little secret about him. <laughs> but Paddy and myself met, met in, in the Mullingar Hotel there, the Park Hotel in Mullingar. And I was just selling them the guitar, but we ended up spending the, the bones of three hours talking about music. And uh, in the course of that, he bought the guitar and then he tell, proceeded to tell me he had 120 guitars. Would you believe that? He has. 120 he guitars. He has. He has. Yeah, and he, but he didn't want his wife to know, so I hope she turned off to <laughs> Carol, 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 please, you didn't hear this. This is a, it's, it's, it's a mirage or an apparition or an audio <laughs> thing oh, yeah, from yeah. somewhere else. a good else. investment. They're oh, a good investment, Carol. When I tell you, they are a good investment because, you know, there are real rarities in there as well. He's a great guy, isn't he? A great music oh, man himself. Paddy. Wonderful musician. And a great album. Yeah. Great album last, yeah yes. Wonderful album. Oh, listen, yeah. he's, he's just waiting to be discovered. That's the only thing. He's just waiting. <laughs> yeah, take a, it takes some of us a long time. <laughs> it does. It takes a bit of time. Anyway, we say hello to Paddy on the show this afternoon. But stories from Eurovision, anything on your mind, you know, around the Eurovision you can give us a little regale of before you go today? Well, some of the things that people have said to me this year that I didn't know uh, at the time, that there was a rumour going around that when we entered the Eurovision, they put us in because they did, because they thought two old buggers with beards uh, surely couldn't win and that, 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 that RTE didn't want to win and that's why they put us in. But I don't think that's true. I hope it's not. Anyway, but Paul and myself had some great adventures. Are you still with me? Yeah, Jerry? of course we're with yeah. you. Yeah, Paul and myself had some great adventures. I, I remember one particular um, place we were playing. We were playing in Frankfurt. We had a great year after because you, mm. you, people forget that Eurovision is huge in Europe. And I remember we were playing in Frankfurt and, and, and it was the, the 750th anniversary of the city. And we were playing at a gig right in the centre of the city and there were 100,000 people there. I'm not kidding you now. It was wow. that size of it. And, and like there was loads and loads of acts on. We come on and we sang a couple of songs. and, and But we walked onto the stage and just before I started, this voice comes out of the crowd, get back to the drum shambo, my Gettigan. And you can go nowhere with the, the Leitrim people. In, for three rows back in 100,000 people, he spotted me. That kind of that kind of stuff goes on. They put you in your place in, 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 in Leitrim. Oh, you know? listen, it is an Irish thing as well. You, you might think you're get, getting out of your place or climbing up a bit in the world, but there's always <laughs> some boy there to knock the ground from under you. It's a lovely... jeez. Oh, it's great to hear stories like that, Charlie. It really is. It's great you're keeping well and your enthusiasm for the music continues. The tour plan next year and I know you'll be glued tomorrow night like myself uh, to Eurovision to see what happens for the future just a, a word before we go Annie you mentioned your wife there to help with the Irish end of things what do you think for the future will we ever get back will we win it again sometime Jer- Jerry we will because no matter what people say about uh, you know people voting for themselves over in other countries blah blah I still maintain a good song sung by a, by a good singer you know and a bit of luck 
and we can certainly. I mean, we are the land of song. I mean, we, we're the land of, uh, of of Brian Riley, of 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 um, of Paul Brady, of Van Morrison, of mm. you know Tin mm. Lizzy. We are the land of song. Yes. I mean, when you think of uh, another song that Brendan Graham wrote, "Rock and Roll Kids," but he also wrote "You Raise Me Up." It's been recorded over two thousand times at this stage. Yes. You know, so we have the we have the talent here, and I still think good song good singer and a bit of luck that they match that they work and we definitely will win again Charlie McGettigan always the positive love you for that let's be hearing what it's all about what brought you to fame on the Eurovision stage here it is we all hear it again and we love it every time Charlie you're a gentleman keep on rocking all the best Jerry take care bye bye Remember seeing Charlie, Jerry, about 20 years or more in Drumshambo. That's where he lives. We were unloading a van and we saw this lad walking up the road reading the paper and we shouted at him, how are you, Charlie? And he was lovely. All right, lads, how's it going? And off he went. That's just him. You'd know it, wouldn't you, Louise, talking to me? He's such a lovely, warm, easygoing oh, yeah. personality. He's, he's a great just guy. Just engrossed in him there. He, he really is. Uh, Jackie McCluskey's been on to say, I'd love to see the script on the bill at Slane. If you had your choice to pick the act to headline slain louise walsh who I would think it I'd be go with coldplay would you yeah yeah i, I would be great you know what i'd love to see coldplay mm, at slain. i think they'd be just outstanding you know what uh, glastonbury uh virtual or online is on this weekend tomorrow and the next day with a number of acts performing no crowd there i did mention yesterday it's back in september but i think coldplay are one of those involved you know they said before this pandemic that they weren't going to tour the world anymore you know that that yeah. he felt it would you know air destroy and the air miles and that would he come over to Ireland even in a boat would they <laughs> boys I'll come to Ireland on a boat to Slane lads we look after you I think it would really be fantastic uh, it would have uh, them at they have so many hits yeah yeah they have such a range of songs and they are lovely oh they, they're getting the riddle aren't they <laughs> yeah are. I even got it yeah, Louise got stuff. it immediately today she was given out to me after. I can never get that bloody riddle but she got it first thing off today and most of you have as well which is really really nice to see um Will you watch Eurovision tomorrow? Now, you're not a Eurovision no. fan particularly yourself, I'm not you? anymore. I yeah. used to be. I mm. did. I used to watch it myself and my friend Grani used to kind of make a date every year and sit down in her house and watch it. But no, I'm not anymore. I, I think since I started the... Um, the qualifiers mm. I just lost you, you see it was about 16 countries and then it yeah. jumped up to you know uh, what is it now nearly 40 countries that's in it two semi-finals of what 17 each is 34 and another six go in the big six or whatever that paid the money into the European broadcasting they they go in there maybe it's oh. four, four or six as well it's a lot of countries that's why they have to yeah. do the semi-finals and that I just lost I love yeah. the vocal I, I, I used to I, love the vocal <laughs> it was great so though. exciting yeah it was it really was it was the cliffhanger at times but you know I will say to you having watched Tuesday and Thursday I think Tuesday semi-final was better the one that we were in it was tougher to get out of uh, but I, I'm pleasantly surprised as Charlie said there with the quality of the songs that will I go for one will I pick one what'll win will you it? be watching uh, that Ireland isn't in it Jay? oh yeah, it. yeah 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 I'll still watch it I, of course I will yeah because we'll see uh, how the big countries the UK think they're going to win it do you know that but and they think they're think? going to win it every year and they don't realise they're not get, going to get many votes, in my opinion, in Europe. I think, what do you think, national, you know, affections, mm. 
play in, play into the results. I really do. I think that, and that's why some countries won it when they were sort of a little cabala voting as well. If they win it, it'll be amazing. It really, yeah. They haven't won it in years. So we, I just remember we used to be always saying England to give us 12 and we give them 12. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't always work like that. I don't think the Brexit's going to work on that favour even in Eurovision this year to be honest with you. But time will tell. I could be totally wrong to be honest with you. Uh, I'm still getting a bit of jip. Why not get there back again yeah, there? Yeah, Jerry. Not, uh, not, not a nice thing Nathan Carter. <laughs> <laughs> or Garth Brooks. No, you know what I'm getting at. There's places, you know, there's places for these people and uh, good luck to them they'll fill venues and that as well but not on that Henry Coldplay Henry Coldplay <laughs> please please Coldplay oh yes tickets would be like chicken's teeth mm. I have a feeling well I tell you a little gut feeling he was coy wasn't he again he wouldn't he wouldn't play his hand what's your feeling I wouldn't be surprised to see you two return Oh, okay. Yeah, because he did say he was visited by... Oh, yeah. yeah. Adam Clayton himself are very friendly and have been for years. I wouldn't be surprised to see that. That would not surprise me in the Or they'll feature somewhere. Yes, something or somewhere is right, but that's to look forward to in 2022. It'd be a medley of the best of Mm, Slain and they bring back... Well, you see, you'll have one headliner and then some others, but the headliner will be the the, the standout, whoever that is. That's what he does. You know, he's a headliner and then others who are are upcoming get their chance, you know what I mean, to perform, as has happened in the past, you know, but when you two were support to Lizzie all those years ago and look what they went afterwards. They release a medley, shouldn't they? Like now, that's what I call slain Uh, (laughs) one. (laughs) Anyway, lots of good wishes. Still coming to us for Lord Henry. The odd socks. You mentioned the odd Mm, socks. Just wondering, did he ever... Yeah, happy birthday to Henry. Always remember him for his odd socks. I'm sure he does. As you were saying, this last year, there was a lot of people wearing odd (laughs) socks. There was no socks until Penny's reopened, to be honest with you. had so many socks with holes in the month of last year. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're moving on in late lunch in a moment. The connection between water and well-being is becoming more apparent and has been this last 12 months. Well, after the break, Dr. Catherine Kelly is joining us from the UK and uh, she is a real advocate of water and feeling well. Stay with us in late lunch. Now, you know I'm an angler and I love fishing. I was fishing in recent days as well. And water, I have always been close to during my lifetime. But my eyes were opened uh, when I heard about a new book. It's called Blue Spaces, How and Why Water Makes Us Feel Better. It's written by Dr. Catherine Kelly and she joins me on the line from the UK. Good afternoon, Catherine. Hi, Jerry. How are you? Greetings from stormy and wild Brighton in Sussex. <laughs> well, I'm glad to... I don't mean this in a, in a, in a negative type of way, but I'm glad to, to hear that you're feeling it as well. My God, Catherine, the weather here for the last... From the beginning of April, I have to say, awesome. right through, it's been cold, wet, miserable, change, and mm-hmm. you've obviously had the same there. Well, we've had a very mixed bag mm. and... It's just very, very strong. 80 mile an hour winds hit us yeah. um, last night and today. And I've just been for a walk down to the beach and I nearly ended up in France. <laughs> so. Hope you have your papers in order being blown from oh. the UK into oh, the so European I have an Irish Union. Passport. Oh, you're all right. You're all right. You're good. You're good. You're good. Yes, well done to you. Anyway, this book really, I never considered this before, to be honest with you. And as I mentioned there, yeah. I spend a lot of time, well, as much as I can, at or on water. Not not swimming or immersing myself in it. Can I ask you, am I gaining benefit from that? Yes, absolutely. So in my research on blue spaces, which basically means all natural waters, lakes, rivers, you know, waterfalls, the sea, um, 
the research shows us that being in or next to water has a really positive effect on our well-being. And as you said, it's something that a lot of us do naturally and intuitively. But with recent years, the the work on and a huge increase in interest in our well-being and what keeps us balanced and all of those kind of things, um, a lot of effort has been put into the relationship between nature and particularly water and our well-being. So, yeah, being next to it does as good a job for parts of your well-being as being in it. Mm. So, um, yeah, so you're right. That's great to hear. And I take it then that people, say, who live in proximity to the sea, like you do there in lovely Brighton, or beside a lake or a river, are there, you know, mental state and health in general better? Yes, absolutely. Um, So there's a lot of research coming out of various universities here that show something called the healthy coast effect, which is that watery environments improve our well-being more than any other type. So and it is our preferred environment to sit beside, swim beside, run or walk beside and so on. Um, Blue space rather than green space which is not to say that woodlands and forests and mountains Mm. aren't lovely, but water as a human environment is our preferred, uh, our preference. Mm. And it improves three different aspects of our well-being, our physical well-being, our psychological and our social well-being um, for various reasons. Yeah. Well, it's a win-win-win situation when you mention all of those there. And here's Mm -hmm. another thing I'm just thinking. If you create a little pond in your garden, a feature, and you Mm -hmm. have... The water, people have it, you know, cascading down in a, in a small yep. fashion. And you hear that trickle of the water. There's an awful soothing effect to that, isn't Absolutely. there? Absolutely. Yeah, I have. We moved house recently and we inherited a pond with a little waterfall and a load of little fish in it. <laughs> and um, Lovely. Yeah, and it's that's what it is about water is what we call a sensory landscape. So, in other words, when we are beside or in water, All of our senses are engaged. So immediately when we start noticing the sound of the water, as you just said, with a a pond or water feature, the look of it, if you're sitting fishing or Mm. you're watching the sea, you notice the color of the water, you notice the movement of it. You might notice the smell of the sea air. Um, And if you touch water, obviously you'll feel it as well if you paddle Mm. or get in to swim. Um, So it's when we're in our senses, uh, we come right into our body and that quietens our brain down. And it also automatically allows our shoulders to drop and our breathing regulates. So it is sort of mindfulness yeah. by accident, oh, which good. is why it does make us feel good. Yes, and, and you know, it it happens in a natural type of way. Now, you, yes. you, I don't have to tell you because you're a member of the Salty Birds, I know. Um, yes. But sea swimming here in the northeast of Ireland has become a huge thing, especially during lockdown. And there are new groups mm-hmm. all of the time and they love going into the sea. No matter what the weather is, your gale force winds today or rain, it doesn't <laughs> stop them. Is it then, by extension, better if you immerse yourself? Well, it gives you different kinds of hits. And you know what? When I last lived in Ireland, I lived in in the beautiful County Mayo for six or seven years. um, And I moved over to the UK in 2003. But in all that time, I never, ever saw anybody getting into the sea in the winter. (laughs) And when my friends in Ireland said, no, Catherine, honestly, everybody's doing it over here. It's gone crazy. I wouldn't believe them. So, yes, 
it does give us different types of well-being when we get into especially cold water because cold water um, stimulates the vagus nerve in our body and the vagus nerve is really important in all kinds of conditions related to mood mm. um, and inflammation. So depression, anxiety, digestive disorders, um, all kinds of things, migraine, menopause, all sorts of conditions are improved when uh, anti-inflammatory responses are generated and cold water does that naturally. So um, is so, there a possibility yeah. then, I'm not trying to decry or take away for anybody who needs antidepressants or medication for uh-huh. anxiety, is this a potential route away from that? I wouldn't go out and say that at all. That's quite a dangerous thing yeah. to say. So I, when I'm when I'm talking as a as an academic, yeah. there's a really important differentiation to make between mental illness yes. and mental well being. Yes. So if you have a mental illness and you need medication properly prescribed and so on, the sea won't cure you. Yeah. Or the water won't cure you, but it can improve your mental well being. Good. And for anybody who doesn't have, uh a diagnosed condition, then it helps to keep us balanced and reduce our stress and maintain the conditions that might stop us tipping over yes. into something more serious. Great, great. So we good have point. to kind of yes. yeah, be clear about Yeah, really that, good point so. to make. I understand what you're saying. But yeah. you know, there, I don't have to tell you, uh, there is such a, an amount of people across the world, never mind in Ireland and England and the U- yes. these islands, you know, dependent on antidepressants and medication, etc. Mm-hmm. And it is a problem, you know, that is, is real and there. But mm-hmm. uh, g- good to say that today. That is an issue yeah. in itself. But what you make the point is that water, immersing yourself in it, being in proximity is a huge positive factor. Now this, for you, you're a Wicklow gal and, uh, you know, you may not have been drawn to the war initially. It was when you lost your mum. My God, she was young. She was only 47 and passed away suddenly that you were drawn to the water. Tell me about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a a real sudden hit, you know. Um, I was in London at the time doing my first university job and I was talking to my mum the night before and then the next morning I got a phone call to say that she had died and I was... I couldn't believe it. She wasn't sick or anything. So she had just unfortunately had a sudden brain hemorrhage as she was getting dressed and was gone. Mm. And it really knocked me sideways and, you know, the whole family, obviously. So, yeah, I came back to Ireland and I was offered a lovely job in the West. And I hadn't been to Mayo before I was, I went for the interview for this job. And when I got there the night before and I was walking the beaches and looking at the beautiful Crowpatrick quartzite mountain and the air and the wind and the water and I just felt really strongly intuitively that that is where I needed to be Mm. and yeah and it wasn't until later in my as my my research I'm a geography lecturer and so I'm really interested in landscape and nature and I then did another degree in stress management so well-being and landscapes together was a natural fit for my research to look at water and well-being and but at that time, the wild Atlantic was the only place that could cure me, you know. And I think sudden bereavement and grief is very much like a wound. And often we just need to let the water clean it and let the air at it. Um, 
and that's what it did for me until such times as I felt balanced again, mm. you know. Mm. And yeah. that really helped you. I was intrigued reading that in your story mm. in the book, that that happened and a great help it was to you. Of course, then you got a little bit restless and you left beautiful Westport and Mayo. They, they They haven't won in All-Ireland, by the way, since, you know. that. I anyway, know. Just, I, hate I to know. Say it, I can't believe it. And I was there. Oh. I lived there at the time when they got to the final every yes. year. Yes. Oh, <laughs> God help them. Oh, if anyone deserves please. it, they do, to be be honest with you but back and you went to London you mentioned the Thames River came into view for you and of course now you are in beautiful Brighton with your family and you live and, yes. and work away there um, you know when I, when I consider what you've put down in paper now it is eye opening I really will say that to you it's something I never oh, considered before you, no it is yeah. it is it's brought home to me an aspect of my life that I never pondered before but I can understand mm. more now having read this what it's all about and the the effect it has what do you say to people today you know who may not be you know drawn to the water ever consider this in the past what would you say to them not to just run down to the nearest lake or yeah. beach and Just jump start, in start where you are I would always recommend for anybody so water improves our well-being in lots of different ways and different contexts so even having whatever your preference is a warm bath or a shower immediately brings you into your body as mm. I said it's all about switching off our brains from that constant ticker tape of thoughts and to-do lists and worries about what happened or what's going to happen when you're in water you immediately come into your own body and your breath so a warm bath or if you're having a shower at home try turn it to the cold tap for the last 30 seconds <laughs> until you build it up and that is a huge mood booster oh i can feel the shrivel um, already <laughs> yeah well just try it um and honestly it really does it stimulates that vagus nerve again mm. um and if you can't get into the sea or you feel nervous to start with, go for a walk by whatever water is nearest to you, a yes. river, a lake, a waterfall, if you're not near the sea. And when you're beside it, really watch it and listen to it. Engage all of your senses deliberately, you know, and intentionally mm. and watch and notice your breathing. And if you are near the sea or a river where there's any swimming group, just go onto social media and have a look and join because the sea swimmers that I know are some of the loveliest, most welcoming and non-judging people in the world. And you can see the joy. And we don't often have, have a chance as adults, I think, to have really good, playful fun, you know. And if you've ever watched anybody get out of the sea or water in a, in a group of swimmers, the smiles from ear to ear are just gorgeous to look at that's true you know and it's just good crack mm. and you know the world is a heavy place at the moment and the water allows us to be joyful and peaceful and take our frustrations away or calm us down or boost us up whatever we're needing on a particular day so it, it's really powerful and i think it was always there and maybe we didn't realize it and i yes. think with covid it has really heightened our sense of connecting to nature and connecting to mm. each other a bit in a, in a natural way. Yes. H2O and away we go is the message oh, today like on Late Lunch. <laughs> Did anyone ever tell you you have a lovely voice and you have a very calming uh, demeanour oh, as you, well? Jerry. And uh, that must come from the, uh, the waters and the sea and yeah. uh, your lifetime as well. It's obviously imbued you and, and I can feel it and, and hear it today. Anyway, just reminding listeners, Blue Spaces 
How and Why Water Makes Us Feel Better is the name of the book by Dr. Catherine Kelly. It's available all over the place at the moment. And I'm calm and collected and really enjoyed our conversation here on Late Lunch today. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks for joining me. Happy swimming. Take care of yourself, Catherine. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Isn't she a lovely lady? She really is. And it's opened me eyes up to this. It is. Water plays such an important part in all our lives. We should be near it. And always be careful when you're near the water as well. That goes without saying. Uh, But lovely lady indeed, Dr. Catherine Kelly. Late lunch, LMFM Radio. Still to come. More on Eurovision. A look ahead to the weekend in sport. But we'll be back chatting to you in a moment's time. Eurovision, Louise. And uh, we're back to it again on late lunch. I remember it. And it's always been special to me because I go back to the first time we won. In 1970, when I had that orange paper in front of the black and white <laughs> that <was> television. Brilliant. <laughs> that orange paper, Where'd I remember. the orange paper? It came from a box of biscuits or something that came. You know, that orange see-through paper. Yeah. It could probably come in. I don't know whether they use them now in rapids. But you see, we wanted to pretend we had colour and we put it in front of the black and white. But 1970, Dana, when she won, oh my word. You know, like Ireland back then. she in, an orange? Um, <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> Yeah, she was on our television, that's for sure. But to win that night was just something else. Because, like in Ireland, we were, we never won anything. You know what I mean? We won nothing. That's the way we were in this country at that time. And I just remember a feeling as a child of great pride. You know, great pride. And when she came back to the airport, she was welcomed. Such a hero she mm. was that we'd won it for the first time. 19- remember footage of her getting off the air. Ah, yeah, yeah. It'd be gone since 1956 and then we win it in 1970. We'll wait a while to win it. Anyway, with that in mind, I want to read out a few uh, messages. Larry Clark, happy birthday to Lord Henry Mount Charles. Jerry, well done over the years with all the concerts. Great man for the village and the people there. Thank you, Larry. Uh, lovely to hear from you on late lunch today. Bernard McEnany in Yellow Banadrada. He's having his birthday today. Natasha sends you all her love and Tom Collins from at boy it's his big day today all the best we'll see you later have a good day from your daughter Margaret all the grandchildren and great grandchildren well for all of you today I want to go back to 1970 and make that feeling well up inside myself again as that child so proud of Ireland winning Eurovision with Dara remind me of you Ah, so beautiful. All these years later, Dana, and our first Eurovision winner, all kinds of everything. You would late lunch on LMFM Radio, still to come. I'm going to tip into Eurovision again after three, as I've been doing the last few days. And we look ahead to the weekend in sport with Leon Blanche. For three and late lunch, I was uh, talking to Dr. Catherine Kelly about water and being in the proximity of water. Were you swimming within the uh, lake or river or the seaside that you're at? Or if you're walking near it, it'll be heard even if it's in your garden in a little pond or whatever and uh, we've had uh, quite a few uh, listeners on to us uh, here's one they're all sort of in this vein Jerry, uh, that lady uh, is absolutely right I love walking out by Clarehead with the dogs this does still the mind and uh, seeing the water especially uh, playing in the water with the dogs it's marvellous another one there says Jerry couldn't be more on the button water the seaside I absolutely love it it's great for my well-being, says another listener. Jerry, uh, a group of Monaster Boys ladies go daily swimming uh, in Salterstown. Yes, we know about them. We do indeed. And we've spoken to them here on late lunch in the past. And there are others there just uh, 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 saying how nice it is to be in uh, 
to be close by water, just to summarise those other comments. Thanks to everybody who's been in touch with us on the show. And Kira, lovely to hear from you, Kira, this afternoon, out to leak direction. That lady, Jerry, has indeed a lovely voice. Does she do guided meditation? You see? I, I thought that speaking to her as well. There's an opening there that really is. There's another possibility for Dr. Catherine Kelly. That's for sure. Now your riddle. Here it is. What is seen in the middle of March and April? And that, let me say it again. What is seen in the middle of March and April that can't be seen at the beginning or end of either month? Louise Walsh? Or? Yes, the letter R, if you think about it. R is in the middle of March, R is in the middle of April, and it's not at the beginning or end. The letter R is the answer we were looking for on late lunch today. And Septa Shepherd, well done to you. The little gift is on its way to you from us on late lunch on LMFM radio this afternoon. And thanks to everybody who WhatsApped or text us to the show. You're great. You really are great. Now, I'm just going to tip into Eurovision as I've been doing it this time the last few days. And I've changed my mind, haven't I, Louise? I just changed my mind. Larry. Last minute, Larry. Thanks indeed. I have. <laughs> I was going to do something else and just something kicked in that prompted something in my mind. And it's this. And I'll throw a little conundrum at you. There have been 64 Eurovisions. This is nearly another riddle, Louise. I won't get this one. 64 Eurovisions but 67 winning songs. Okay? 64 Eurovisions, 67 winning songs. And here's the clue. Go on, Louise. Give it a spin there for them. We're going to listen to this. This is part of the reason. Lulu, 1969, Eurovision winner, Mairead, you're on the ball. You know why, Louise? Why there are... Ties or something, was it? Yes, there was a four-way tie. Four countries shared the win that year. In one year, in 1969. The only time it's happened. uh, That was the UK entry. Boom, bang, a bang, Lulu. She was 21 at the time. She shared the title that year with France... Netherlands and Spain. There was a four-way tie. That's why 64 contests, 67 winning songs. Well done, Mairead, on the ball indeed this afternoon. But there you go. It's a, another one of those. Wasn't it simpler then? Weren't the melodies lovely? Yeah. The words were just, you know, when you think of it. Much simpler and more much. innocence. Nice innocence yeah, or something about them. Yeah, absolutely. Lulu, she was 21 at the time. She's 72 today, uh, Lulu. And still, still singing and performing and uh, doing Doing well for herself indeed. But uh, Eurovision was a platform for many acts uh, who made it and went on to other things in their lives. But that was a lovely one there. 69, the four-way tie in the Eurovision. I don't think it can happen now or probably never happen again with the way all the voting is constructed. Yes, it's Eurovision finale tomorrow on the TV. Looking forward to listening to Marty. Marty Whelan. Won't it be Marty doing it for uh, RTE? I'm nearly sure. And can't uh, retire, isn't it? Oh, no. Marty's not retiring. You know that? Afford to retire. No, I saw Nobody that. Said. I saw that anyway, and he's continuing on. And why shouldn't he? He's loving it and enjoying it, as he says himself. And of course, you'll have Graham Norton on the BBC. He's so funny. Wogan, you remember Terry Wogan? Yeah. His wry comments and that were just. And another Irishman now took up the mantle since. And Graham Norton is brilliant. Uh, you know, throwing his commether, as we say. Do you listen to the BBC comments. or the RT? Uh, I'll probably listen to it on BBC. So I will tomorrow. Yeah, I will. I will. I'll have, I'll, but I like Marty as well. You never know. It could be yeah, uh, flipping and flopping between the two. Anyway, Eurovision finale tomorrow night. We wish them all well in the final. We're not there, unfortunately, this year. But as Charlie McGettigan said earlier, 
Don't despair. We'll be back. We'll be back. And we'll be back on late lunch after this short break with Leon Blanche and a preview of the weekend sport. Friday afternoon and it's our usual look ahead to the big weekend in sport. And I'm joined once again by the communications manager from Boyle Sports, Leon Blanche. Hello, Leon. Good afternoon, Jerry. How are you? I'm good. Thanks very much for joining me on the show. God, we've a packed agenda for this weekend. Let's kick off straight away with the League of Ireland this evening. Dundalk, home to Shamrock Grover's big, big game and Drogheda in the northwest up against Finn Harps. Yeah, look, massive game. Uh, Dundalk against Shamrock Grover's, Jerry. But look, both sides drew uh, last week. Dundalk won all with Finn Harps. Shamrock Grover's won all against Derry City. Obviously, there was a couple of red cards in that particular game, uh, which which might just give Dundalk a little bit of an advantage um, in terms of the suspension for overs. However, it's just hard, Jerry, to tip up Dundalk at the moment. They've only won two games out of 11, whereas Shamrock Rovers have won eight and drawn three. They're still unbeaten. Unfortunately, Jerry, I'm going to have to make this decision on form, and it has to be a Shamrock Rovers victory. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I hope maybe a game of this magnitude can kickstart Dundalk's season but you just have to be worried about the performances on the pitch. Never mind what's going on off the pitch, but certainly Shamrock Rovers, they are a well-oiled machine at the moment and they deserve to be favourites for this particular game. And I think they're going to come away with all three points. But what can we say about Drogheda United? What an unbelievable performance last Friday night at home against St. Patrick's Athletic. Massey, Doyle and Eddie Amo getting on the score sheet, beating St. Pat's. 3-1. That was a huge victory, I think, for confidence that Drogheda will feel that they can face any side now in the division and give them a right go of it. They're up against Finn Harps, who, of course, as I said, drew with Dundalk last week. But I just think that victory against St. Pat's has got to give the Drogs plenty of confidence. It'll be tough against Finn Harps. It always is when you travel up there. But I think Drogheda should win this one by the odd goal. God, great uh, importance there for Drogheda United as they head for the North West. Now let's switch cross-channel. It's the final weekend of games in the Premier League and the big matches are all around Champions League qualification. I look at the table. Chelsea currently sit third on 67 points. Liverpool fourth on 66. Leicester fifth on 66. It's two from three here, Leon. So let's look at the games that count. First off, Leicester Spurs. It's a tough one. It is a very tough game, Jerry. but the way Spurs played against Aston Villa, you would fancy Leicester to get the job done in front of their fans at home. They were very unlucky not to nick a point against Chelsea. Iosi Perez should have scored late in that game. He ballooned over from only 10 or 12 yards. And I just think all the talk around Harry Kane leaving Spurs, which is what he wants to do, I think they owe him that. He's given 15 or 16 years service. But Leicester, they're even money to get the job done at home. I think they are going to get it done, Jerry. I think they're going to beat Tottenham Hotspur. Of course, Spurs need points for Europa League qualification. But I think this Leicester side, they've won the FA Cup. They could have drawn with Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. I think Brendan Rodgers' men might just get the job done against Spurs at home. Then it moves over to Liverpool against Crystal Palace. Liverpool at the moment, they're the form team in the Premier League. They're starting to get victories when it really counts. Yes, they were absolutely blessed that Allison came up with that 95th minute header. An unbelievable goal. But they went to Burnley. They won 3-0. They're going to have 10,000 Scousers at Anfield on Sunday at 4 o'clock. They're up against Crystal Palace. Roy Hodgson, former Liverpool manager. Christian Benteke, former Liverpool striker, who has been in great form recently. But the injury to their young superstar, Eze or Eze, however you pronounce that young guy's name off Palace, he's a big loss. 
and I think Liverpool, they will beat Crystal Palace and they will secure a top four position and it finally moves on. All kicking off at four o'clock, of course, but Aston Villa taking on Chelsea. Now, I think Aston Villa have been a breath of fresh air to the Premier League this season. They were, in terms of the goals that they scored, they were ranked sixth or seventh when Jack Grealish was in their side. Obviously, Grealish had that injury. They moved down to 14th or 15th best scorers. He's now back. He started against Spurs. They beat Spurs away from home. They're up against the Chelsea side now, who know a draw will not be good enough should Liverpool and Leicester win. So this is an intriguing fixture. I think this is going to be a humdinger of a game. Villa will attack. Chelsea know they need to get a victory just to secure that Champions League spot. But I have a feeling Aston Villa are good enough to take a point. So for me, Jerry, I'm going to make a bit of a bold call. I'm going to go for Liverpool and Leicester to qualify for the Champions League. Chelsea to miss out. But of course, they've got one more chance at a cherry next Saturday night against City in the Champions League final. Intriguing it will be on Sunday for sure. Now let's turn our focus to Gaelic games. It's the second weekend of the National Leagues and already these are critical games because this year the division's just consisting of four counties so the second games become paramount. Uh, already Meath with a win under their belt uh, against Westmead last weekend. They travelled to Down. Down have to win. Down have to win, Jerry, and you're spot on. Um, with your analysis in terms of the league, there's no room for any error. You've got to try and win quickly. And as you said, down need to win, but I don't think they're going to do it. I think Mead are well capable of travelling to down and getting the job done. The big conundrum for a lot of people, you know, just having their little GEA accumulator over the weekend, do you put Mead in straight? They're very short, they're one to two. Or do you try and beat the handicap. Now, minus three points at the moment is 11 to 10. I'm just going to go a little bit less than that. Mead, minus two, which means they have to win by three points at five to six. I think they will get the job done. Mead, obviously, down in Division 2, they'll be looking to bounce straight back up to the top division, and I think they've got a real good chance if they can beat Mead, or sorry, if they can defeat down, Mead will have a really good chance. They're two from two, and it's all about just getting wins as quickly and as efficiently as you can. Mead for me to win by three or more. Now, Louth didn't get the bounce, the heart effect last weekend. Mickey Hart's first game in charge, they were pipped by Antrim. They play Leitrim on Sunday, who also lost to neighbours Sligo. So this is really a winner-takes-all game. Whoever loses, well, they're stuck in Division 4 next year. They certainly are, Jerry. And look, I was a little bit disappointed. We, we, we went for Louth last week, but it was a very close game. Once again, they find themselves favourites. And as we spoke about on the show last Friday, you've got to give Mickey Hart a little bit of time. Look, he's not going to be able to just sprinkle magic dust everywhere and fix all the problems. It's going to take him a little bit of time. Leitrim, it's a good opportunity, however, for Mickey Hart to get his first victory. And he will want that. He certainly will not want to start with two defeats back-to-back in the league campaign. Leitrim, as you rightly said, They've lost their first game. So there is a lot at stake in this particular match. I'm going to go for the Wee County to kick Division 4 off in their second game with a win. What a weekend of sport in prospect. As usual, Leon Blanche, Communications Manager with Boyle Sports. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a great weekend, Jerry. Yes, a hell of a weekend in sport and the golf as well. The PGA on at the moment. It's anybody's by the looks of things. Anyway, have a lovely sporting weekend wherever your team or uh, preferred sports person is performing 
over the coming days. Anyway, that's uh, almost a lot on late lunch this week. Paul McCartney, please, for Slaying Jerry. He'd be fantastic. Listen, just called in uh, with that recommendation. They're still coming to us. Julie says, I absolutely loved Brian Adams at Slaying. I was at that one myself. He was great. Would he be back, Jerry? I don't know. I don't know. Henry's playing his cards close to his chest. Yes, says Sarah, cold play for Slane. It's a landslide on late lunch today. Our listeners would love to see cold play, play Slane next year. Wouldn't that be something to look forward to? It really would. And thank you again. More good wishes there for Henry on his birthday. It's his 70th birthday on Sunday. Lord Henry Man Charles, we were speaking to him top of the show and he's in great old form. Uh, going has been going through a tough time in uh, recent years, but always great to chat to him on the show. Anyway, that's a lot this week. Have a lovely weekend yourselves, no matter what the weather brings. I think the prospects are good midweek next week again for the temperatures coming up. Let's hope June, July and August were scorched. That's what we want. Anyway, have a nice, safe weekend. Take care of yourselves. I want to say a big thank you to all our guests who joined us during the week this week. Thank you indeed. To your listeners who are with us every day. We love your company and really appreciate it. And uh, being part of this show is just so important to us. Thank you, as always. And to my producer, Louise Walsh, I want to say a big thank you to Louise. Couldn't do this without her. Anyway, Paul McKenna is coming shortly with The Drive today. Take care, as I said, over the weekend. Mind yourselves and come back and join us for a brand new week of Late Lunch from 1.30 on Monday. See you then. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. We have the biggest range of light commercials in the Northeast with same-day business finance. So let our van specialist, Danny, find a commercial vehicle to suit your requirements. See blackstonemotors.ie. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.